Hello everyone, this is Ashley Elizabeth. If this is your first time, welcome to the Resilience Junkie podcast. This is where we come together to talk about all things badass. How to develop your confidence, how to eradicate your inner critic, how to step into your power, how to make friends with your fear, anything and everything. There's a topic of conversation that I want to talk about in this episode around the power of communication. A huge theme throughout my work coaching women as well as in my dance movement workshops is this theme of unleashing. And when we talk about communication, we need to learn how to unleash the power of communication in our relationships with one another. Because I think a lot of people have their own interpretations of what communication is. And really, in my opinion, in order to be successful in life, you've got to learn how to communicate. And not only with other people, but also with yourself, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. I think this is the foundation for a happy and purposeful life. So it's important. And this is why we've got to talk about it. Now, on the topic of conversation uh, around communication... I want to dive a little deeper into romantic relationships because this is something that has been talked about a lot lately with my friends, with my clients, and I'm going to dive deep into that area of communication, but please let me be clear that communication in every single relationship in your life is critical, whether that's personal or professional. So I think we can all agree that Romantic relationships are really fucking hard work. (laughs) And I believe that the most healthy relationships that end up standing the test of time are the ones that do the work. And a huge part of that work centers around communication. And more importantly than that, I believe that it centers around both partners getting their emotional needs met. And this ties into the five love languages. Any of you that aren't familiar, this is a very famous book um, that talks about that each person goes into a relationship with a love language, primary. Um, And this is something that means the most to this person in, in order to be seen and heard and validated in a relationship. So whether that is words of affirmation, whether that's acts of service, whether that's quality time, whether that's physical touch, we all have a primary emotional need that we require in order to fully be present in our relationship and be seen. So I want you to step back for a moment and Either think about a previous relationship that you've been in or one that you are currently in and ask yourself, how was the communication in my relationship? If your relationship fell apart and it was something from the past, I want you to think about what was it that made that relationship be difficult? I find that eight or nine times out of 10, when I am talking to a woman about what caused the disconnect between her and her partner, it was lack of communication. So this is why we really need to hone in on how we communicate 
more effectively with one another and in turn also understand what our emotional needs are and how we can express those unapologetically. Because I know that for myself in the past, and this is something that I'm still learning to this day, and this is common for a lot of people, men and women, but especially women, is that people are afraid what people are going to say in a relationship if they express their truth. If I tell my partner that I need more quality time, but I know that they're super stressed out with work, I'm worried about what the consequence is going to be of that conversation. As a result, they end up never having the dialogue and then more resentment builds up. The other person doesn't even know what their partner's emotional need is in the first place, usually, and they end up just hitting walls and barriers in the relationship. So when it comes to love languages, it's so important that you understand what your love language is first and foremost, but also what your partner's love language is because it takes two to tango, right? You've got to know each person has to go in knowing that love language. So here they are again. I think I just mentioned four. I missed one quality time, doing things together with your partner. Receiving gifts. What are you going to buy me, baby? This is a big one for some people. Receiving actual gifts, materialistic possessions. This makes some people feel loved and adored. Physical touch. This could literally be a kiss, a hug, a touch on the hand, a moment where the two of you connect with one another. Powerful. Words of affirmation. So this is in the form of compliments. Um, sharing thoughts about how somebody looks, how you feel about them, anything to do with your relationship, how they're doing, encouraging them in their work. And last is acts of service. So this is helping out. This is a big one in long-term relationships and marriages, I find, especially when there's children involved. Because A couple may have a very busy life, they have really busy, stressful jobs, and at the end of the day, one partner may come home and just really need their partner to make them dinner, or really need them to do the laundry, you know, or really just need them to, it's just something, it can be extremely simple, but if if one person doesn't know what that love language is, nobody's needs end up being met, and this is when challenges happen. I know in my last relationship, in many of my relationships, it wasn't until I really honed in on what my emotional need was and then had the courage to express that through communication with my partner that I really started to see a shift in the dynamic between the people that I dated Uh, and also just validating my own needs. So I want to talk about a few principles that is going to help you unleash the power of communication in your relationship. The first principle is surrendering to the need to be right all the fucking time, right? So oftentimes, whenever I've done some couples counseling, which I don't do very often, I usually just work one-on-one with women, but there's been a few times I've done this and I always ask a couple, I say, would you rather be right or do you want to be happy? Right or happy? And oftentimes, this I find is a very difficult question for them to answer because by nature, we want to be right. And especially if we are stubborn, this makes it even worse, right? But this is not a battle. Your relationship is not a battle. You're in this together and you're a team. And so it's not about winning arguments and being right. It's about coming together collectively 
and surrendering to the need to have the last word, to be heard, but to come together and each give one another the space to communicate what your need is without interrupting. Very important because this is the power of active listening. A lot of people think that they listen, but it's really just surface level listening. Active listening is about when you listen to the words behind what is actually coming out of your partner's mouth, right? You're using empathy. You're, you're thinking about, you're putting yourself in another person's shoes. And you've got to do that, especially, especially when it comes to understanding what your partner's love language is. Because oftentimes your love language is different from your partner's. So what do you do when you don't want to do something that, you know, what if, what if you don't like access service? What if you don't like to cook? What if you don't like to clean? You know, some of these things will come up, but that's not the point because you're in a relationship and it's about give and take. So you've got to surrender to being right because at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel loved, heard, cared for, and validated. And that has nothing to do with being right. It's just about somebody listening with an open heart. If you can do this in your relationship and you can master this one principle, which I believe is the beginning of everything, you're winning. You're totally winning. Um, the second principle is once you have given up the reins of needing to be right, then you've really got to do the work with your partner to not look at communication as an opportunity to express conflict, okay? It's an opportunity to come together and collaborate and come up with a better plan of attack for your relationship, right? If something isn't working, you got to change the game. It's just like in business, right? This is, I don't want to say that a relationship is like a transaction, but it's reciprocal, if, if the two of you are coming into the relationship and arguing with one another and just giving off that energy, you're constantly going to feel unheard and frustrated. And that is a recipe for fucking disaster, right? So we want to not go into conflict with our partner. It's okay to disagree, but it's still about communication and collaboration. So... What can you do with your partner or moving into a new relationship if you are single? When something comes up, I want you to challenge yourself to say, all right, here is how I'm feeling. This situation is, has made me feel upset. I don't feel heard. How can we come together as a team and find a better way of handling conflict in our relationship. That's a powerful way to collaborate. All of a sudden, the two of you are on the same side. You still may have different needs that need to be met that aren't, but this is where you start to talk about them. What's your love language? Bring it up. You'll be surprised that your partner may have no idea what your love language is. If your love language is quality time and your partner sees you once a week, what do you think is going to happen? There's going to be a dissolution in your relationship. You're not going to be collaborating. You're only going to be in conflict. So 
super important again coming back to these emotional needs and these love languages they are such simple principles but sometimes people just need to express them it's all about around expression of truth okay and the third principle is around creating a shared meaning with your partner right so let's say that your partner's love language is physical touch but you are going through a process right now where you feel really asexual. You don't feel like being intimate. You're closed off for whatever reason. I've, I've recently just been through this in my, my last relationship. I was going off the pill and I, I didn't feel sexual at all. I lost my drive and I didn't want to be touched at all. In turn, I didn't want to touch my partner. It was a big issue in our relationship because that was a huge emotional need of my partner, as it is for most people. People want to be touched and they want to be appreciated. And that was an issue. So we had to create a shared meaning of what physical touch could look like, but in a different way, right? Meaning, what did physical touch look like for him? Okay, so maybe that was going to be different for me at this specific time in my life because I wasn't feeling physical touch in the same way that he was, right? And the only way you can get through this is by communicating the hard stuff, especially when it comes to something like someone not feeling like someone showing up sexually in a relationship. The last thing that I wanted to do was for my partner to go somewhere else or to cheat on me or whatever the case was. So you've got to say, you've got to, if, if you're struggling with something like this, as an example, you've got to say, I don't know how to be intimate right now. Can we come up with alternative suggestions, a shared meaning around what physical touch could look like in a way that works for both of us? So this is where we sit down and we say, all right, here is what physical touch means to me right now and how I'm able to show up. Now, what does physical touch mean to you? It's all about this give and take, coming up with a mutual understanding and explaining what something means for both of you in different ways is powerful because it means that you've been heard. You have a meaningful exchange of needs and preferences and then it allows you to move forward in your relationship feeling more empowered. It may not be the exact outcome that the two of you desire, but relationships are all about compromise. I hate to break it to you, but it's not about winning. It's about authentic relating with someone that you love. And if you're in a relationship with someone, you've got to show up and give them unconditional love and respect. That is key. And a huge part of that is communicating in a healthy and honest way, even if it may hurt your partner, because that is the only way that relationships grow and evolve and become more is by having the difficult conversations. And one thing that I suggest, if you are in a relationship, start a relationship journal. This is a powerful way for you and your partner to check in, in terms of whether or not your emotional needs are being met, because People change, relationship change, and that's okay. But in order to keep that fire alive and to keep growing as people, as a couple, as individuals, you've got to do the work. Relationships are work. And so you could connect with your partner 
weekly basis, have a journal, talk about things that have happened for you personally and in your relationship during the week, come together, have a sit down where you openly express equally where your needs are being met by the person, where they're not being met. And then you can come up with a strategy together about how to have more romance, how to have more physical touch, how to create more time to spend together again. But you can only do this if the foundation of your relationship is based on the two of you knowing what your love language is. When, when you just are able to figure that out, that is amazing what it can do for a relationship that is going through a lot of struggle. All right. So I hope this information was helpful for you. As always, I'm always here to support you. If any of you have any questions or want to explore this conversation further, um, please feel free to message me, um, follow me on YouTube. I've got a YouTube channel, Ashley Elizabeth 2.0, Instagram, same thing. Um, Ashley Elizabeth 2.0. I've got a lot of content over there. Um, DM me and let's just continue this dialogue until then. Um, sending you a lot of love here is to your unwavering resilience in the face of adversity, in the face of tough conversations and communication that doesn't feel good. You've got this. All right. Until next time, much love.